You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 94 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ross. Ross, how are you today? Uh, not too bad. No complaints. Uh, finals week. Got through that. Got my grades posted. Enjoying two weeks off until summer classes start. So I'm good. The grind never stops with school, no, does it? No, it doesn't. I have six classes left, though. So come December, I will be celebrating graduation. Hells yeah. That's good news. Um might as well just hop right into it. The New York no, Rangers sure. and Tom Wilson incident. We talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Um, we recorded, after, yeah, we recorded, I guess, the day of the game. Before day of, the game, right before the game happened. And we both said that nothing would probably come of it because the Rangers have nobody that can fight. And uh, boy, oh boy, were we were wrong. Were we wrong, yeah. Um, first of all, I, I do want to say that um, the guys on the broadcast said multiple times that had they suspended Tom Wilson, none of what happened last Wednesday would have happened. And uh, it's basically what we, we said in the podcast was if, if they would have suspended, if they would suspend him, you know, nothing would happen, whatever. To uh, But so we have right off the rip, opening face off, three on three. The referees yelling at everybody at the defenseman not to get involved as they have even more fights. Um, I actually uh, asked somebody, um, did you guys know that they were going to go right off the rip? And uh, their response was, well, we kind of had a feeling, but we weren't 100 percent sure. So, um, yeah, uh, we had that. And then Tom Wilson's first shift, Brandon Smith. Gets the two minutes for instigating, five minutes for fighting, and the 10-minute misconduct penalty. Um, Obviously, Wilson knew he had to answer the bell. And then uh, Chicklets, I think, had the tweet of the night when Wilson left the game with his, uh, I think Chicklets said, his torn motivator. Yep. (laughs) So let's be honest. He played a period. He got in one fight. They were going to rag on him the whole game. So the Capitals coaching staff probably just decided to say, hey, you're injured and you're not playing the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that was the best response from a team. Obviously, oh. they lost most, most of the fights, but it's still oh, the, the Rangers. Sim- yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it was still cool. the simple fact of like, hey, you know what? You stuck up for a teammate. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, and, you have to do that kind of stuff regardless of if you know you're a fighter or not whatever but if you feel like you got to stick up for your team you got to stick up for your team so mad props to the rangers for taking it into their own hands um i think the crew that was on the game uh saracolo daisy luxmore and walshy did a hell of a freaking job uh getting getting through the game um because it, it could have gone a heck of a lot worse. Um, but the four of those guys did, you know, did they did their job and they did a really good job managing the game. Um, I think once, once obviously everything got out of the first period, there was really not much left in the game until uh, Buchnevich decided to try to take a guy's head off, which he ended up getting suspended for. 
And I had no problem with the one-game suspension there. But if we're going to suspend him for a high stick for one game, we still should have suspended Wilson for punching that particular player, Buchnevich, in the back of the head while he was laying on the ice defenseless. But the game does police itself. Um, I think the guys that I have talked to about it all were like, yeah, we kind of wish it would get back to that. So... What did you think about Avery's take on it? I loved it. So for anybody that doesn't, for some reason, hasn't seen the video, Sean Avery came out and uh, I have the quote up here and he says, and I quote, hopefully all the boys would say, you know what? We'll cover the fine. I would, I would dump the puck in so slowly so that Braden Holpe or whoever the goaltender was for the Capitals had to come out and play the puck. And I would run through him like a fucking bulldozer. End of quote. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I as as much as I love and hate Sean Avery, um, it, it, you'd have bench clears. Oh, one thousand percent. But I mean, and then he he goes on to say, and he says, "Capitals know that there's repercussions when yeah. you take out our star player. You're gonna feel it. It's as simple as that." And I mean, like, yep. I really do like the way he summed it up. Maybe, yeah, not taking a run at the goaltender would, you know. From a referee standpoint, that would suck. But oh, from my standpoint, I'd be the first guy there. I'd freaking grabbing his ass and just getting him off the ice and telling yep. the guy, "Hey, I let's. This is him. This isn't the rest of the team. Let's uh, let's not you know do anything here." One hundred percent. But I mean, like how it was handled, I thought it was perfect. And then how I mean. And then you gotta love a couple of days later going knee on knee with somebody and getting hurt. Yeah, what did you think of that play? I was uh, gonna ask. Wasn't a penalty. They yeah, both, it, honestly Wilson and the guy, like I forget who it was, but they honestly I don't even think they saw each other. No, it, it looked like they kind of collided and like I think it was was it the Flyers they were playing? Yeah, it was maybe, the Flyers. Yeah. Like they, the Flyers uh, guy tried to get out of the way and just they they, they clip it, it happens at hockey. Yeah, they, they definitely just weren't paying attention to each other on the ice. Um, let's see here. I want to uh, say it was Van Reensteig. Okay. It might have been. It might have been. Because they were both shaken up, but, I mean, both got up, and I, I think Wilson left the game. Okay. Yeah, no, and then he came back. Okay. Yeah. So he did finish. And then um, – um, oh, uh, one thing that just popped into my head. Um, ah, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say, sticking <laughs> with the New York Rangers, they fired head coach. Yes, uh, Quinn yeah. to David Quinn today. No replacement was named, but the new, I guess, uh, president and GM Chris Jury said that the coaching carousel would begin immediately. They're trying to find a new guy. Yeah. Now, speaking of coaches and carousels, there's two new guys that could take over. One of them, John Tortorella, who's been there before, who uh, we'll jump into him a wee bit later and then uh, talk it from Arizona. So I just, man, we can we please stop going back to guys that have been around forever? I don't disagree. I would love to see somebody else. Uh, I, I just... Mean, now, granted, being the head coach of the New York Rangers is a pretty high-profile position, 
being that you're in the largest, the largest or second largest media market country. Um, the team, you know, the team has a lot of history to it, but please no on Tortorella, please. <laughs> you know who I'd like to see? There's uh, Jim Montgomery, the old stars coach. Okay. He's out in St. Louis right now with, as an assistant. Okay. But see, I mean, I'd, like, I'd be okay with that. He's, he's, he knows how to coach a young team and the Rangers are a young team that are just mm-hmm. kind of coming out. Of well, the and, the th- and the thing is when you say they're a young team, like that's the last place you want a John Tortorella. Yeah. You want, you want Lafreniere to crawl into a hole and never to be seen again. You put Don- John Tortorella behind the bench dealing with a rookie. Yeah. So, Okay. Moving on to John Tortorella, then we have differing opinions on this one. You want him? I, out I, of the I just, well, I don't, it's not that I want him out of the league. Like, if he finds a job, he finds a job, but it, it needs to be with like a, an, an established team with veterans that's ready to win and they need somebody to put them over the top. Like, they need a coaching change and they need somebody that can get them to win right now. Torts has a very short shelf life. That's, I mean, and, and there's a few coaches like that for like an example, like with the Buccaneers here in Tampa, John Gruden came in, won a Super Bowl with uh, Tony Dungy's team, and then was gone a few years later because he just has a short shelf life. So, I mean, I'm using a football analogy there, but I, I feel like that's the same kind of thing with Torts. Like he comes in, and takes another coach's team to the next level, wins them a cup, and then gets out of there kind of thing. I definitely I just, don't disagree with that because I he's mean he's just like, he's too polarizing in the room. He is one of those coaches that has a shelf life. Um mm-hmm. he needs to go to a team that I agree it's gotta have some veteran leadership. It's gotta be a win now team. I mean He's not a guy that I would take in for a rebuild, but no, not at all. He's a guy a lot like Daryl Sutter in Calgary, where he'll put you over the edge, you'll win your Stanley Cup, and then in two to three years after, you're bouncing. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. happened to Daryl in LA. They won their two cups in three years. He was there for, I think, another year or two and then left. I yeah. really, really would like to see him come to Dallas. Yeah. Because Dallas is right there on the cusp. They have mm-hmm. a good veteran leadership. They have a good core of young guys. They have a yeah. goaltender in Jake Otten. And obviously, they missed the playoffs this year. Exactly. But it was just a weird year. I mean, you can't – and especially, too, like playing in a division with, you know, teams that they're not even used to being in a division with. Yeah, and, I mean, the, the travel. And, and th- this yeah. year's – I, I would almost say this year's kind of a wash for everybody that didn't make the playoffs. Yep. Like, if you didn't make it and you were supposed to, cool. I mean, Calgary didn't. Um, yep. The Stars didn't. There was a few teams that were outside looking in. But I think Torts wow. can be a great coach in the league somewhere. So, I'm just looking at the standings real quick, speaking of the, the schedule things. To, the East and Central are done. Yep. The North and the West still have games to play. Yeah, the West um, has three teams with two games left and one team with one. And then the North, everybody's got two or one left, unless you're Calgary and Vancouver, who have, I think, like four or five left. Vancouver has like four left. Yeah. But that's because of their their whole COVID outbreak. Gotcha. But 
speaking of that, I wanted to touch on that. Yeah. The playoffs are starting Saturday with the uh, Washington and Boston series. Okay. But yet Calgary and Vancouver, who are both out of the playoffs, like these games are quite literally meaningless except for standings in yeah. – in the draft order more so than anything, they don't get done their regular season till next Wednesday. So why? Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand this to the National Hockey League and there's TV deals and there's Wait, millions of. Dollars. Are they are they starting Friday or Saturday? Boston and Washington. I had them starting on Saturday. Okay, TSN for some reason has them listed as Friday. That's got to be wrong because I could have sworn it was Saturday as well. I mean, they might have moved it. I I still had it as Saturday as of when I looked last. Yeah. Which was this morning. Uh, nope. May fifteenth, which is Saturday. So okay. That's so weird. So like, TSN just has something wrong. It just it, to me it doesn't make sense. Like why? Why play the the meaningless hockey um, games? Like it's a game or two. Yeah. Unless it's unless it's Calgary Vancouver where you're looking at four games, but even then, like take the season series and go who's who's being the winner and split it that way. Like give the Flames two wins, Vancouver two wins, whatever. Like Yeah, but they got that's care. just they, they have to play the games, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be weird because we're gonna be there's going to be the end of the first round for Washington, Boston, and then the the North is going to be in the mid first round. Mm-hmm. So now it's okay. Are we starting the second round early? You know, well, for- no. The NHL traditionally waits till all the teams are done playing each round. Yeah, but key word here is traditional. Yeah, I mean nothing. Nothing about like this year game is one of the game one of the playoffs is Saturday, May fifteenth. And then Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the 16th, 18th, and 19th, Vancouver and Calgary got to play games. Yep. And Edmonton is a playoff team, and they can't start the playoffs because they have to play Vancouver on that Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it to me, like, the, those games don't make sense to play. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, I under and I – well, I get that part of it. Because, but, like, the Oilers cannot catch the Leafs. And Vancouver's can't catch Montreal, who are in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's like, why, why waste that game? Like, why? Like, I understand. I understand why it's for the TV and and for all that money. But like, at the same time, if I was a player, I would be a okay with just going home a few weeks early. Yeah. Um, like you, you're out of the playoffs. You had a short. You had a short-ish off season, especially if you made it into the bubble. Like. Yeah. Who cares about the, the four or five games that, that Vancouver it's just, has to play? It's a money thing. It's a league thing. I mean, it'd just be weird to have all the teams play 56 and then a couple of teams not. Yeah, play, you know, because then when it comes down to drafting, it's like, oh, well, yeah. how do we how do we see it and whatnot? Yeah. I, I get why they play it. I think it would – it. I could also see the flip side of it of where they just say, eh, let's not play it. Yeah. Eh, we'll but, see. Maybe, maybe come Sunday they'll change their mind. Maybe, but I understand now. I do understand the league starting playoffs on Saturday night. They oh. have a prime. They have a prime time TV spot yep. on uh, NBC National that Television. Night. Yeah, yeah, and CBC. Yeah. So, so I mean, like a hundred percent, it makes sense why they're starting it. And I mean, like the East is done. 
the east and the central are done. So now we're just waiting on the west and the north to figure mm-hmm. their stuff out. But I mean, like in the north, the seedings are done. Like the, the playoffs are set in the north. The west, the only team that can catch is Vegas and Colorado can flip, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah, but, I see that. Uh, do you want to move into our playoff preview right now, or do you want to talk about Mr. Connor McDavid, 100 points in 53 games? Uh, well, let's just talk about Connor real quick. Good kudos, dude. Good job. Yeah, I mean, I think and you you're... called it at the start of the year, saying somebody would get to 100 points this year. Yeah. I well, doubt it. Well, it was either 100 points or 50 goals. Somebody was going to do it. And yeah. it was either going to be McDavid or Matthews. And sure enough, they did it. Yeah, so, I mean, hats off to McDavid, 100 points, 53 games. That's just a shade under two a game, which to me is absolutely insane, you yep. know, to, to make it look that easy. Mm-hmm. And then Matthews gets what? He's at over 40 now, right? Oh, yeah, he's been at 40 for a hot minute. I can't – I couldn't or tell you the exact number. 40. Hold on, let's see here. He's got – yeah, he's stuck at 40. Yeah, with one game left. One or two games shoot, left. McDavid's got two games left. He could catch. Uh, he could catch him. He's got thirty-three. He pops a couple in net. That would be <laughs> insane if he scored seven over two games. Yeah, if he just went off and said, "Screw it, I'm going to win the scoring title." But then again, we've seen it before. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Yep. Yep. But um, let's move on to the playoff preview. Uh, where do you want to start? The Central hey, or the East? Speaking of, hold on. Speaking of stats, do you know who the penalty minute leader in the league is? Uh, let me guess. Tom Wilson? Yeah. Oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> but he's. it's funny, though. He's only got 96 penalty minutes. No. Yeah. Max Domi has 75. So that means... McDavid wow. has more points than Tom Wilson has penalty minutes. <laughs> That's pretty crazy to think about because, like, the amount of tens and and like game misconducts which go down is twenty. Yeah, like that doesn't leave that many minor penalties in there. Mm-hmm. Nope. So I'd Tom like... Wilson either goes way over the line or he's an angel that night. Yep, it's one or the other. Good to know. Um, but where do you want to start? The central or the east? Um. Okay, so let's go to the East first. Okay, so in the East, we have Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, and the Islanders. I'm blown away that Pittsburgh won the division. They won in the tiebreaker nonetheless. because Yeah, both... they, for regulation wins. Yeah. I haven't seen a tiebreaker, I don't think, ever for first since I can uh, remember. I, I don't know. Like, it's been it, – um, it, I can't remember one. But so the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the Islanders and then obviously Washington, Boston. Well, um, I, I as far as Pittsburgh goes, I think they need to be they need to be aware of the Islanders. Um, the Islanders are a good team. I mean, they only finished six points back, three uh what, four wins. Yeah. Looks like difference. Yeah. So three, three wins is six points. So yeah. It, it was a it was a, that's the closest division, I think. Yeah, from first to last, the closest division is the East because all mm-hmm. three of them are in the 70s for points. Yep. Um, I think anyone's, uh, any one of the four teams can come out of the division. There's no clear cut this team's going to win. So in the first round, I, I have the Islanders beating Pittsburgh in six. Okay, yes, yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. And I think Boston-Washington's going to go seven. I have Washington in seven, but – 
at the same time, I would not be shocked if Boston won in six or seven just because it's Boston. The but, only question for me with Boston is their goaltending. The same could be said, though, for Washington. Yeah, true. Very true. So, I mean, like, that series is going to be a complete back-and-forth battle if a team jumps out to a 2-1 series lead. I mean, we can look at statistics. I think it's yeah, like I mean, 66% it could go, chance, but... It could go game for game, like... 100%, and I think it will. Like, that's why I have them going seven, and then I have the Islanders in six just because... I think Pittsburgh is just not quite deep enough. They somehow won the division, though, which I, I didn't realize that they were. I, but that's how much I haven't been paying attention to the standings. But then they've won the division. But like we said, there's only a th- like a six point difference between first and fourth in this division. Yeah, that's three wins. Like that's it. Yeah. So like. Boston even is two points in an overtime loss out from first place. So, like, it's one of those divisions where all four teams, whichever one advances, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was just going to be on whoever is on that night. Yep. It's going to come down. Honestly, it'll probably just come down to who is the hotter goaltender. Yep. I I mean, a goaltender is going to have to steal a game or two Mm -hmm. in both of those series for whoever team. Yep. Um, but do you want to move on to the central? Yeah, dude. So we have Carolina playing Nashville, and for the first time ever, we've been waiting 27 years for this the Lightning to play the Panthers in the playoffs, the Battle of Florida. So the Lightning kind of limped into the playoffs a little bit. They lost the final, they lost their last three regular season games. If they would have won them, they um, they would have won the division. Carolina lost their last three, and somehow the Panthers won their last six games. Um, so oh, and then the Lightning did make history the other night uh, for the first time ever in all African American hockey. Uh, well, all minority. I shouldn't say African American because I think all three of them are Canadian. Um, an all minority line started a hockey game. So, very cool history was made there. Um, I was going to say, that, that was really cool to see. And then didn't they get in a scrap, too, really quickly? Pro- to- I think – I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game, but that's uh, – that was awesome. What a moment. And I'm ha- it was, it's kind of cool that it was the Lightning that did it. Um, anywho, so the Lightning kind of, you know, limped into the playoffs, whatever. They did drop to third, so they won't have home ice – probably at all during the playoffs if they if they run the table um but the thing about the lightning is um they have the best hockey player in the world uh who is 100 percent healthy and hasn't played a game yet this season and he's going to be playing in the first round so stamkos is coming back no nikita kucherov oh. and stamkos oh okay yeah well, okay. <laughs> okay so, so- so the Panthers, uh, sorry, Panther fans, um, the whole three of you that listen to this podcast, uh, Jess, Sammy, and uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, make it four because I got I got Florida winning in seven. <laughs> now, <laughs> now the only the only reason I have them winning in seven is I didn't know Kucherov was coming back, so yeah. there's strike one for Brendan. But... <laughs> I think Tampa 
at the end of this year ran out of gas. Yeah. Well, they, that was because like was, they played the August. bubble until what August? August. Yep. And so then they had three months off. Yep. And then now they played a full like I just don't I just see how they are not gonna run out of gas. It I just feel like they knew they were in the playoffs, so they're just like ah fuck it. Honestly, which I don't blame them for, but I also think the way Florida plays, they're just going to grind down Tampa. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be the speed of the bolts if they use it. I mean, and two, like it's the lightning. How you know Florida has Bobrovsky, so they could kind of get. They'll have a little bit of extra motivation playing against him because yeah, we got Columbus back last year, but you know Bob wasn't in net for them. So the lightning are, you know, still have that on their minds from two years ago. And, you know, if that Vasilevsky is also, you know, always an X, X factor. Um, and then just the fact that we're getting Stamkos and Kucherov back for the playoffs, um, that in itself is going to be uh, very interesting. So I, I think this series is going to go one of two ways. If Tampa can score, Tampa in four, Florida in seven. <laughs> yeah, like if Tampa can score, like if Tampa can do their run and gun game, Florida has zero chance. I mean, yeah, yeah. Florida's got like Huberto, Bennett. Like, well, what's Ekblad, crazy like, is like I'm looking at the stats here. the The Panthers scored more goals than the Lightning this year. Mm-hmm. Eight, well, eight, only eight more, but but both teams like the Lightning were plus thirty four in goal differential. And uh, the Panthers were plus 36. So, like, we're talking as far as goals for goals against, like, very evenly matched teams. Yeah, I can just see Florida coming out and just grinding just a little bit harder. And the biggest X factor I think they got is Mr. Sam Bennett. Yeah. Well, and, too, like, the Panthers have a lot to prove. 100%. But Bennett in the playoffs is an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. The fact that Calgary got rid of him for, I think it was like a third round pick is an absolute joke. Yeah. I know he wanted out of Calgary. He's doing great things down in Florida, but like that kid's an absolute mutant come playoffs. Fair enough. And I mean, uh, put him with Huberto, like that's going to so, be, it's going to be a fun series. I think it it's going to go the distance and I just hope Florida wins it because I think <laughs> Tampa's going to run out of gas. Uh, well, I think Tampa's going to win that series, and I think we can both agree that Carolina's just going to make quick work of the Predators. Oh, Car- Carolina in four, no doubt. Sorry, Predators fans. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm surprised Nashville squeaked into the playoffs. But then yeah. again, Dallas had a bad start. Dallas shot themselves in the foot five, six, yep. seven times. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit lucky, you're in the playoffs in a shortened season. Uh, nope. Moving on, let's head over to the North Division because that uh, is, is also first locked fourth. up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's locked all locked up. up. So the Leafs are playing the Habs. Look, the Leafs are going to win on four. Uh, four, maybe five if Carey Price steals a game. Yeah, I mean, Montreal limped into the playoffs. Yeah, literally. it's just going to be a matter of what Carey Price shows up. And that determines how long the series is going to go. There's well, that, no way. There's no way the Leafs aren't beating the Canadians, but depending on which Kari Price shows up, could determine how many games it goes. Well, Price hasn't played a game in a month as well. 
Oh, really? He's Is been he out hurt? with a concussion. Oh shit! And so well, he's he's supposed to come back for the first round, which is is great, obviously. But okay. now you have a goalie that hasn't played a game in a month. Mm-hmm. I don't care how elite you are if you haven't played yeah, in Carey an NHL Price game in a isn't month. Carry Price anymore either, though. Exactly. And but he can still wild, steal a game. He that's can still the wild steal a game. card there. Like if he decides to be Carry Price, he could win a game or two for them, but. He could very well steal one game, but I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and I, then I just don't. yeah, no. So Toronto, Toronto in four, uh, yeah, uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg. Uh, I got. I I just I can't. I'm excited to see Toronto play the Oilers in the second round. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I have the Oilers in six, and all of it's going to come down to goaltending in this series. Yeah, Mike Smith as much as I don't like him, has had a very, very well, strong season. I mean, like, I wouldn't say he's a Vesna candidate, but, like, mm-hmm. he definitely gave himself a shot at it. Yeah. Uh, his numbers are absolutely spectacular. Like, he's up close to the top of the league, and I think it was goals against and save percentage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's tough to it's tough to say no to him. Yeah. And then Connor oh. Hollebuck hasn't had a great year. No, but I think up if front, he both plays teams well, are the same. Could, yeah. Um, well, they're the same except for the whole McDavid and Dreisaitl Correct. front end for Edmonton. Um, I would just say I think we're going to see Toronto, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I'm just going to go out and just say Toronto wins the North. I just I, – I don't think – The least – the Leafs had had their troubles though against the Oilers this yeah. season. I mean, I want to see the Oilers win the division and make it. And then, but the oh, the other thing too, like, do we know what's going on? And are the Canadian teams going to come into the U.S.? Because I heard a rumor that they're going to do a bubble in Chicago for the four Canadian teams. So, I mean, to me, it would make sense because the first two rounds are all inner 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 division. Yeah, keep them in Canada. Well, I for the third round, I think they would have to. They're going to have to bring the one team down the wind, whether it's the Oilers or the Leafs. Yeah, they're going to have to bring down the team where they put them. It's going to be an NHL barn that missed the playoffs. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a barn that allowed fans. Yeah, well, it'll definitely be somewhere that allows fans. Like, I mean, let's say Toronto wins, all they got to do is move them to Detroit. Because then, yeah. then Leafs fans, well, no, they wouldn't be able to cross the border. Well, but because the North, the there's North plenty is of Leafs fans in, in, in Michigan. True. But I, I also think you want to limit travel the most you can. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously going to play Vegas or Colorado no. from the West. No, 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 no. It's a reseed. Oh, so it's just going to be one through four? Uh huh. Oh. Yeah, they're reseeding. So. I like like for the for the Stanley Cup Finals, you could have the Bruins play the Lightning. Okay. Or you could have I like, Col- I like or you could have Colorado playing Edmonton. Yeah. Like, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they threw them down in in like Dallas even. I'd probably say they'd probably keep them up close to Canada. It just probably, it really just. But, I mean, Dallas is allowing fans. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Chicago did. Maybe at the end of the year. 
Well, no, it's just one. Like I said, one of the rumors was one of somebody said Chicago. Yeah, so. but either way, I mean, one of the Canadian teams is coming down because yeah. you you have to, and then, um, yeah, I mean, moving on, let's look at the West. The West is the only one that matchups are not set in stone. Yeah, and that's because Colorado can jump Vegas. Correct. Um, Minnesota and St. Louis are confirmed three and four in that order. Yeah. But so it, you're either looking at Vegas, St. Louis first round, or. Well, no, Minnesota could jump Colorado if Colorado loses their last two games. Oh, they could, yeah. If Minnesota goes, you know, if win- Minnesota wins two and Colorado loses. Yeah, they'd two, be at 79. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see that happening, but I mean, as far as coming out of the West goes, it's going to be Vegas or Colorado. Well, yeah, it's going to be Vegas or Colorado. I'm just trying to think which. So right now I have them sitting. Vegas is playing St. Louis and Colorado is playing Minnesota. Cause I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's going to change. No, because the wild are playing the blues tonight. It's also possible if Colorado wins their two games remaining, they could jump Vegas and play St. Louis. Correct. Because so the Avalanche are playing the Kings tonight or Wednesday night when we record and Thursday night when you guys listen. They're playing the Kings both nights. Who Colorado is? Correct. Oh, so that should be two wins. But here's the thing. The Sharks are playing Vegas. So I would give Vegas the W there. So if Vegas gets the W, they clinch. Actually, they just need a point. No, because the Avs can get to 82 points. Man, I am bad at math today. I'm so glad you're Are you sure you're in college? Yeah, I and, and the worst part is, <laughs> is like I'm literally, I literally wrote all this down. I was like, okay, 80 points. They have one game left to play. They can get to like, 82. I'm like, oh my god, okay. Or 81 if they tie. So math was not my strong suit. Uh it's cool. Just so you that's, guys know. That's what I'm here for. But I okay, so if if Vegas wins against the Sharks, it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker would end up being um, – well, regulation wins is the first tiebreaker. Correct. And Colorado has that over um, Vegas by four. So are we saying Colorado is going to be one seed? If Colorado wins both games and Vegas wins one, Colorado wins the division. Okay. Well, Vegas only Vegas either wins or they don't because they only have the one game left. Yeah. The Wild are playing the Blues. Um as long as the Blues win, like they're, they're if the Blues set. win one of the two games, Minnesota's stuck at third. Correct. And they play back to back. They play they play tonight and tomorrow. Okay. So we'll know all these seedings. You know, we'll know by Friday. Hon- exactly. And honestly, maybe we can do just a quick record on Friday. Yeah. But as of right now. Ooh, we can do our brackets on Friday. I'd be down. We can do a bracket show. But as of right now, let's just say the standings stay the same. Some miracle happens in hockey. Vegas is going to play St. Louis. Colorado is going to play Minnesota. I have Vegas and Colorado both winning in four, no questions asked. No matter who they play. Like if Vegas plays Minnesota and Colorado plays St. Louis, like to Um, to me the difference between in this like division the top end talent which is Colorado and Vegas were leaps and bounds better. 
I don't know. Minnesota always gives Colorado problems. Fair. I don't think it'd be four. Obviously, Colorado and Vegas are going to win. Could be four, five, or six. I don't see either series going seven. I have confidence in Colorado that they can wrap it up in four. Okay. I think they would get into the playoffs and say, okay, enough enough joking around. Yeah. Like when Colorado's on, Colorado is on. Yeah. So. To be honest, I haven't watched them too much um, this year. Um, I just know that it's one of the – when we get to the playoffs, you know, anything can happen. Exactly. Watch watch us be completely wrong on everything. Watch St. Yeah, Louis watch, and Minnesota win and then Nashville watch, uh, watch Watch Nashville win the Stanley Cup or something. Yeah, right? Like watch Nashville sweep Or, or Montreal says, screw you guys. Yeah. We got 58 points. We're going to win the Cup. Yeah, that would just be – bananas but i mean unlikely for sure that's the best part about hockey though is yeah we don't we don't know who's gonna win it any any given round one team can win as i think the old saying in playoff hockey goes is all you have to do is get a hot goaltender i mean look at the stars last year they came into the bubble they didn't look like a team that was gonna go deep and then they go to the cup final and lose in Mm -hmm. what six five or six yep so kudovin and and so. Ottinger, yeah. I mean, yep. anything can happen. This is honestly the best time of year, I think, for hockey. But oh, for sure, it's the playoffs. What's better than that? Really it quick is- before we end this episode, I just wanted to again touch on um, Tampa with the um, all minority line. Okay. I just like to to me that. That is awesome because we are trying to grow this game of hockey. Yep. Obviously, I think for the longest time, it's always being a very it kind of like golf where you got to have a little bit of money to play. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you bring up the money thing. Um, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. So I actually got into a discussion on a social media platform. I'm not going to say which one. Um, a guy basically said that hockey has a white supremacy problem, which I was like, bro, you couldn't be more off base. Mm -hmm. And this was a person that clearly wasn't, isn't a hockey person. He just sees, you know, at the NHL level, you don't see very many minorities. And it's one of those things where across the board, I feel like it comes to a cost issue and a access issue. 1000%. Um, because it's one of those things where I don't care who you are, what your background is or any of that kind of stuff. This, our game has gotten to the point where it's just been, it's, it prices out a lot of people and, it just it sucks. Like you have to have a good economic backing to be able to play the game anymore. Like I I wish I could start playing again, but I go to the rink and I look at stuff. I'm like I can't afford that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like three hundred dollars for a stick? Are you kidding me? Like I just I feel like we have a problem with how much everything costs, and this this the and this affects everyone. You know, like you might have a kid that plays rec hockey who's really freaking good, 
like way better than everything else, but his parents can't afford for him to go play travel, even though he'd be the best kid on the travel team, but they just, you know, they don't have the economic means to be able to do so. And it's, it's sad, honestly, it sucks. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the country. I can speak for Dallas. I think they do a damn good job of for your travel teams. A lot of them have scholarships. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can't pay the full fee, you can apply for these scholarships. Now I don't know, you know, if there's five scholarships per team or if it's like two per organization, yeah. but it's still the fact of like, Hey, okay, you can get these scholarships, but I mean, yep. to play, hockey especially in dallas i know for house league alone it's it's a grand Mm -hmm. which okay yeah you get 20 games and probably 20 practices or something like that but it's still a thousand dollars yeah on top of you are having to pay for equipment that you just had a 300 stick Mm -hmm. your skates are you know top of the line skates are 900 dollars and well if we're talking the young luckily the, the young well yeah the the young kids and i get so mad about this a buddy of mine he that skates here he's got his he's got small feet so he fits he can into, fit into youth sizes he fits into the largest youth size oh that asshole. so he gets to buy the top of the line youth skate for, for like, like 500 bucks 500 less than what i would uh-huh. pay for the same skate i'm like you son of a bitch <laughs> it pays off to have small feet i guess eh? it, it does but no like but yeah it, I there was a I think it was the San Jose triple A team we were talking to the coach one day and he's like the amount of like the amount of money that these kids pay to play is a joke and you know of course Mm -hmm. me me, I was like how much and he said 20 grand for the season triple A and that's triple A now granted okay those are the best kids in the country sure but the fact that it I could buy a car for 20 grand Mm -hmm. the fact that I'm paying 20 grand for my kid to play 18 U AAA. Like to me, it's, well, it's and, a joke and it's what's holding hockey back from being a more global game. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a cost thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I see all these, I, and I hear what everyone says when we're talking about, you know, we need more diversity in hockey. And I don't disagree. Like I want everyone who turns on the TV, sees a hockey game and says, man, I wish I could do that to be able to do it hundred percent. And I just, I wish there was, and I, I don't, and I don't know what's out there as far as being able to help people that economically just can't afford to do it. But I just, I wish, I wish there was more access to the game for everyone. I know the lightning do a good job here. They do a lot of community stuff like street hockey, this, that, and the other thing they've opened a bunch of like little community ball hockey rinks, stuff like that to let, you know, let kids play the game. I mean, it's different than playing ice hockey, playing ball, but you know, they still get to get involved in whatever. Um, but it's just one of those things. Like it, it, it just comes down to it's fucking expensive. Yeah. And I mean, um, like most organizations have like a try hockey for free thing. I know USA well, yeah. hockey does. Yep. And those are all, you know, fine and dandy, but. Oh, they're great. It's the issue is, is they only last for a season before the kids need new gear. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a never ending vicious cycle of, Hey, there's companies that need to make money. And I mean, hockey's expensive, but is there ways we can cut back on it? I think so. It would be cool if they did. Um, 
but just the fact that three minorities played on a line together in an NHL game is amazing. And we are back after uh, my power decided to, the breaker decided to flip. And of course it was to the Wi-Fi box. So we lose Wi-Fi. You can't really uh, do the zoom calls, which is what we do them on. Of course. Honestly, I had nothing else to say. That's why you got to get all your stuff on an ups unit, dude. Dude, I just, there's a lot of technology upgrades. I have a, a battery backup that when our power goes out can keep my internet on for about 45 minutes. Oh, I think I need to get that. Cause I mean, there's going to be a lot of upgrades eventually for Brendan on the technology <laughs> side of things, because it is lacking severely. Um, but I mean, Ross, I don't have anything else to finish up the episode with unless you do. I think we're going to go on episode really, nine. I really don't either. Shadow's trying to dig a hole in the carpet behind me. Um, yeah, I think that's really about it. Um, I got nothing else. Let's enjoy this last week. Last few days of the regular season. Hockey season's pretty much over for everybody. So Yep. But, I mean, buckle up because we still got the playoffs here coming up. Truth. Um, but that will do it for episode 94. And before we leave, I – I have to say this, and it is the Hockey Ref Shop is the official U.S. equipment supplier of Team Stripes. They carry a variety of referee products, including beginner packages, sweaters, pants, accessories, protective equipment, fun referee-themed products, and more. They pride themselves on having great service from experienced officials and super fast shipping. Visit HockeyRefShop.com to place an order today. And we will be back for episode 95 next week, which hopefully we'll have more than one playoff game to talk about. But if not, we'll be back here for episode 95. Have a great week, guys. Mm-hmm.